to glory land It won't be long until I take the hand of Jesus Christ with a great big smile We'll sit right down and talk a while Charles Watson was born again on May 23, 1975, at the California Men's Colony. His transformation can best be described as amazing grace. Here's one of his messages from his early years of ministry. Until I see the man, the Prince of Peace. God's still in that miracle-working business, do you? Praise the Lord. Let's examine what's happened today. Praise God. There's a man that's just been healed in Acts 3. If you'd turn with me to Acts 3 today, I would like for you to look at that. Lance just read the scripture reading from Acts 3, 1 to 16, and we see the power of God in operation. And I would like for you to ask yourselves today, has the power of God lost its power? Has the power of God lost its power? And if so, why has it lost its power? Has it lost its power? Consider that today. Now that Acts 3 here, it takes place after the cross. It takes place after the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It takes place after the day of Pentecost. And this miracle that you just heard Lance sing about this morning and read about took place as a direct result of the death, the burial, and resurrection, which was the love of God. It took place as a direct result of the day of Pentecost where the Holy Spirit poured down in the hearts of men the love of God. And men began to love, move out in this love. Now this love that they moved out in was the same love that spoke the world into existence. That may be a little bit heavy for you. But God is love and God said let there be light and love said let there be light and the world came into existence by an act of love. It's the same love that walked upon the face of the earth in the person of Jesus Christ and reached down and said, be healed. That's the same love. The same love that went to the cross of Calvary that conquered the devil, that went down into the grave and conquered and beat the ears of that old devil and arose out of that grave is the same love that those apostles had when they reached down and touched that man and that man was healed. And it's the same love that God wants to penetrate and pour forth through us today by His power, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, John says that we are born of love, that we're born of God in John chapter 5 said, and if we're born of God, we overcometh the world. And this is it that overcometh the world, even our faith. Our faith in what? Our faith in the love of God. Our faith in Calvary. Our faith in that death, that burial, and that resurrection on the day of Calvary. That faith in Jesus as we preach Him and what He did. That faith in the cross. That faith in God. And then that faith in what position we hold as children of God because of that death, that burial, and resurrection. And that we were lifted out of darkness and brought into his marvelous light so that we now can have the power of God in our life. Does that make sense to you? The love of God working in us. Now looking at those three things there and going into Acts chapter 3, we see the love of God in action. 
The love of God, the same creative love that spoke the world into existence, the same love that spoke when Jesus was walking up on the earth, the same love that worked upon the cross of Calvary to conquer the devil, the same love that was working in those apostles, and the same love is working us today because the Spirit of God dwells inside of us and we have overcome the world. We have overcome sickness. We have overcome darkness. We have overcome the devil, and now we're in the kingdom of God. So Peter and John were walking in the kingdom of God. And as they walked into that temple, it says, on the ninth hour to pray, and a certain lame man from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. That was a pretty good place to get alms since the people walking into the temple wanted to show off a little bit. Who, sending, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, they asked alms of him. These men had a need. This man, that lame man laying upon that ground had a need. He had a material need and he was asking for that need to be fulfilled. Now we know and I know and everyone here knows that material things don't uh, ordinarily fill your need being a Christian. It takes something other than a material need. It takes us to look that we need a spiritual thing. But that man wasn't looking for a spiritual need to be fulfilled. He wasn't looking for a healing, but he was looking for a material need to fill what he needed. I wonder today, do you need anything from God? Or are you confessing, my God shall supply all my needs according to his glory in Christ Jesus? This man had a need. Do you have a need today? You need to begin to recognize you have a need. Do you have a need? Maybe you don't have a need, but maybe you do have a need. Maybe that need could be some kind of heavy problem. You've got to recognize that you have a problem before you can begin to appropriate the faith to get rid of that problem. Do you have a problem? I would like for you to think about that. Then in verse number four, it says, And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him, the man that was lame, with John, said, Look on us. Look on us. Now, Peter and John wasn't saying, look on us to supply your material need. He wasn't saying, look on us to supply anything that would give you contentment in this world, but look on us to supply a spiritual need. But that man wasn't looking for a spiritual need. He was looking for a material need. He thought that man could provide his need. He thought that man could provide a physical need, a need, a material fleshly need to take care of him. Do we think that way today? How many of us are depending upon the money to come to us here at this prison rather than God to provide the money? How many of us are looking to God to supply the money rather than the person to supply the money? Now, Peter wasn't saying, look on me, I'm going to supply your material need. He was saying, look on us. We're going to supply your spiritual need. And the man didn't even recognize that he needed anything spiritually or needed a healing. He thought the healing was, was already out of the box. Being 40 years old, he had been down there sick on the ground all his years, and he didn't recognize that, that a need like that could be fulfilled. He didn't recognize that he could be healed, did he? He only recognized that he needed a material thing. And as he looked upon his body, he didn't consider anything but the circumstances that he had. And that was lame, that was crippled, and, and uh, he didn't, he didn't uh, even know to look for anything any further than that physical thing. He had his eyes upon the world. 
But God wants us looking a little further today. You know, we got to know what we're looking for. Are we looking for a material need or are we looking for a spiritual need? Are we looking for God to heal us? Are we looking for God to supply our money? Or are we looking for man to supply our money? We got to know what we're looking for. This man had a problem that he couldn't even see. Do you have a problem today that you can't see? Do you? Think about that. Looking in verse number six, it says, Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give to thee. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise and walk. They were saying, I don't have silver or gold. I can't supply your material need. Man can't supply your material need. But they didn't expect that the answer was in the name of Jesus. They didn't expect, he didn't expect the answer for his physical need was in the name of Jesus. Do you know that your need, every need, is in the name of Jesus today? It's not in physical things as this man was looking for. We can't solve problems ourselves. Maybe you have a problem with a brother today. You haven't got the power to solve that problem, but God has the power to solve that problem. Now, what did Peter have? What Peter had, he wasn't no ordinary man. He was a man that knew the power of God. He was not looking at the circumstances down there, for he was walking by faith and not by sight. He was filled with the Holy Ghost. He was filled with Jesus. He was filled with the Word of God. He knew the power that was in the name of Jesus. He knew that when the Word of God was spoken, when the love of God was spoken, that that man would be healed. He knew his position in Christ Jesus. He knew the power and the authority that he had in the name of Jesus Christ. He knew the power that God had when he created the world. He knew the power that Jesus had when he walked upon the earth. And he knew that that power was given unto him now. And that through his love, he could create a healing in that man. Just as God created in the person of Jesus Christ. He knew that. He had the knowledge of that. He knew that the same spirit that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead dwelt in him. And if he that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead dwell in you, which is the spirit of God, he shall also make alive your mortal flesh, your mortal bodies, alive, life, not death. Man only has death to offer, but God has life to offer. And that life in that word and in that love creates healing and takes the authority over the works of the devil in this world today. He was full of love, that same love of God that Jesus walked in. He had compassion for man. He had the same compassion for man that Jesus had. He had the very nature of God, the love of God who created the world. You notice I say love of God who? Love can be personified. Love can be put upon your flesh and filled, filling your heart and filling your entire being so much that you can be God personified. You can be love personified as you walk in the nature of God. You can walk in such nature and such image of God that you can have the same power that Peter had for Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But let me ask you this question. Has the name of Jesus lost its power? Has the name of Jesus lost its power? Well, are you sure you hadn't got a problem? Are you sure you hadn't got a problem? If the name of Jesus hadn't lost its power, what's the problem? Why are we creating love healings in the name of Jesus today by the power of the living God? 
what is our problem? There must be a problem. It's getting awful quiet in here. You know? There must be a problem. You must recognize you got a need. And that is not going to be given to you from man, but that it's going to be given to you from God. You must have a problem. What could that problem be? Looking on in the scripture here, verse 7. And he took him up by the right hand, and he lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he went leaping up, and he, and he stood and walked, and he entered into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. That for alms at the gate of beautiful of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at that or at which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon, greatly wondering. You're not the only one that had a problem over this, over this miracle. Every one of these people had a problem. They were marveling. They were wondering what's going on. They were wondering what's going on. And they couldn't understand the love of God, the power of God, because they didn't have the spirit in them. They didn't have the knowledge of God. They didn't have the word of God. They didn't have the spirit of God. They didn't have Jesus. They didn't have Jesus. So they didn't have the name and the power that was in that name. They didn't have the word of God in them. They were powerless, so they marveled. Verse 12, and when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Why look ye so earnestly upon us as though by our own power or holiness we have made this man walk? They were looking upon man to solve the problem and not upon Jesus to solve the problem. Why marvel? Well, they didn't have the Holy Ghost. They were looking upon the circumstances of that man that had been lame for 40 years, for over 40 years. They were looking at man, and they were looking to doctors. They were looking to things that were of this world to provide the need for that man. They weren't looking to Jesus for any type of healing. Their mind, what was the matter with their mind? They were putting limits upon God. Now, I want you to listen to this. The problem. We begin to limit God. We begin to say healing is not for today. We begin to say Jesus is not the same yesterday and today and forever, and we contradict the Word. We begin to think traditionally as our church thinks. Maybe we're a Methodist, maybe we're a Baptist. Oh, the Baptists don't think that way. The Presbyterian don't think that way. Church of Christ don't think that way. But the Word thinks that way. The Word of God thinks that way. Has the name of Jesus lost its power today? What's the matter with our mind? Do we know the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ? Do we know its defeat over the enemy in every shape, form, and fashion today? Do we know that it has defeated Satan? It has defeated every name that is named in this universe. The name of Jesus Christ. And if we're walking in that name, if we're walking in that power, that name will still be above every name in your life. In your life. Because of the power of God. Doubt, strife, envy, self causes non-power in the body of Christ. Any envy and strife, anything that your mind is clogged up with other than the Word of God, the Word of God has to overcome everything in your mind. Amen. 
everything that is against God, and then you will be that faith-walking Christian for whatever is not of God or whatever is of, uh, not of faith is doubt, is unbelief, is unbelief. Look at the problem in verse 13. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, Jacob, the God of our fathers has glorified his son Jesus Christ whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate. You denied him in the presence of Pilate. You denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go, but you denied the Holy One, the just, and you desired a murder to be granted unto you, and you killed the Prince of Life, whom God has raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. They denied Jesus Christ. They rejected Jesus Christ. They rejected the Holy One, as the Word says. They rejected the Prince of Life. They rejected Jesus. They rejected the cross. They rejected the resurrection. They rejected the power of God. They rejected miracles in this land today. And for that period of time there, they rejected it and denied the Holy One of God because Jesus is the Word. And if you reject the Word, you're rejecting Jesus. If you reject what the Word says today, you reject Jesus today in your life. It was of rejection. It was sin. It was doubt. It was unbelief in the Word of God and that it is not for today. That's what it was. But Jesus, I got news for you, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Today you have a decision to make. You can choose to live in the Word and love in Jesus in the power of God, or you can choose to walk in darkness and death. You can choose to know the power of the resurrection. And by knowing the power of the resurrection is to know the Word of God and what it says about you today. To know the love of God that can be in you today. You can choose to let that same Spirit of God, the Word of God, the life of God, the love of God, Jesus Christ, dwell in you today by looking into the Word of God and becoming knowledgeable of the Word of God, or you can choose not to let that same Spirit of love dwell in you today. It's your choice. You got the choice. Faith comes by hearing the Word. Ephesians 5, 14 says, Awake thou that sleepeth. Is any of us asleep in here today? Arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. He'll give you spiritual revelation. He'll give you spiritual wisdom and spiritual knowledge to the Word of God so you will know the power that you have available to you today. Are you sure you don't have a problem? Problems. Problems. Mental problems. Sight can't solve them either. Only the Word of God can solve them. We must recognize that we need life. We've got to wake up to the power of God. We've got to accept the Word of God for its base value. We've got to accept the love of God, the Word of God, accept Jesus and everything that it says, begin to talk it, begin to walk it, begin to speak it, begin to confess it, begin to do it, begin to act like a faith child and have the God kind of faith that you're supposed to have today. In Acts 3.16 it says, And his name, they want to know what name, and his name, through faith in his name, has made this man whole, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is, in, which is by him hath given this man perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Faith in his name, that name which is above every name. And in the book of Revelations, it says that that name that is going to come back in those clouds when we come back as the word of God, with the word of God, that that name is going to be the word of God. That name that is above every name, the word of God. 
The word of God is a conqueror. The word of God is the victor because Jesus Christ, the anointed son of God, is the word, is love personified. Are you love personified today? Are you word personified? Is Jesus walking in you? Today we've got to come to the knowledge of the power of the death and the burial and the resurrection. You know, it's not easy to come to that knowledge. I've been working five years to come to that knowledge, laboring in the Word of God, day in, day night, meditating upon it, doing it, and it's becoming real to me because I'm feeling power in my life now, the power of God. And I'm experiencing the power of God in my life because of getting into the Word of God. Paul's prayer was that I might know him and the power of his resurrection, that I might know him. We've got to get into the love of God. That is the power of God. Love personified. And how are you going to know it if you don't get into the Word? You know, there was 5,000 people that gave their life to the Lord after that miracle. I think there's people here that need to make the decision today, not maybe to give their life to the Lord, if there's some of you here that haven't, but there's some people here that need to make the decision to get into the Word of God. You've got to know the Word of God. Closing with one scripture I'd like to read. In Hosea 4, 6, the prophet says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, not knowing the word of God. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, they rejected and denied the resurrection. I will also reject thee, God says, and thou shalt be no priest of me, seeing that thou hast forgotten the law of God or the word of God. I will also forget you. So if you don't know the word today, you don't know God. If you don't know the power of God today, you don't know God. Because he is a powerful God. He is a God that is above every God. And there is nothing that he has not conquered. There is no name of any disease that he has not conquered. Because he has conquered everything. You need to come to the knowledge of seven things. And you need to start now. You need to start now because you got a problem. I got a problem. We all got a problem. And that problem is lack of the knowledge of the Word of God. That's the problem. That's the problem. That's why they couldn't believe in the name of Jesus. That's why they couldn't believe in that man's healing. That's why they couldn't believe, and that's why they marveled. So if you're marveling today about what's going on, marvel towards the Word of God and see what it says. Begin to marvel in the right direction. You need to know the reality of your redemption today. We teach it week after week after week after week over here during the week. Week after week, number one. Number two, you need to know that you've been born again. You need to know about your new birth. We teach it week after week. Three, you need to know that you've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and that you're no weak, namby-pamby Christian because you need to know the power of the resurrection. Number four, you need to know the reality that God lives and dwells and has his being inside of you. Number six, you need, number five, you need to know the power that's been given to you in the name of Jesus. Number six, you need to know the integrity of God's word and that you can trust God to keep his word. You can trust him. Number seven, you need to have the God kind of faith. And when you have the God kind of faith, you have the God kind of power. And for you to get that, you've got to have fellowship with God. And in order for you to have fellowship with God, you've got to have fellowship with the word. 
If you don't have no knowledge of the Word today, how can you believe God? If you don't have no knowledge of the Word of God, how can you believe God? Let me say it again. If you don't know what you're going to believe, how can you believe it? If you don't know what is there, how can you believe in the power of God? And if you hadn't believed in the power of God and got into the Word of God and know the power of God, how can you say you're walking by faith? Walking by sight, like those men in Acts 3 that marveled at the power of God. You've got to know the power of God. Get into the Word of God. You want to get into His power, you get into His Word. You get into His Word, you get into the love, and that's that same love that created this world, that same love that walked in Jesus, that same love that moved out in the apostles will move out in you today. Love brought the church into existence. The love of God. Think on these things. Ask yourself, do you have a problem? Is it a mental problem? Are you putting limits on God? Do you need to renew your mind to the image of God? If you do, we're here to help you. There's Bible studies every night of the week. Every night of the week, guys. Every night of the week. If you want to grow... If you want to know the power, if you want to know what I know and what I found out, come over. I'll tell you. Bob will tell you. Jerry will tell you. I'll tell you. Lance will tell you. Bill will tell you. John Milton will tell you. The videotapes will tell you. You want to hear? You want to hear? Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing the word of God. If you're not hearing today, you got a need. And you better consider that need because God, I don't want to scare anybody to heaven, but if you forgot him, Scripture says that he's going to forget you. That's the Word of God. That's the Word of God. That's the Word of God. And his Word is here to love you today. He's here to love you today. I'd like to invite you to all stay for communion now.